Hello, and welcome to The Journey to Achieve the Beloved Community of the Origin Brew Podcast, the podcast that exposes you to the voices, stories, and strength of different community leaders' journeys to create freedom. With your host, Dr. Terrence Ruth, and our guest for today, Dr. James Forbes. Welcome to the Origin Brew Podcast with myself, the host, Terrence Roof. And this is a platform where we discuss social justice issues that impact poor, black, brown, and oppressed America. Uh, this platform educate um, and infuse listeners to the complexities of the highs and lows of community organizers and leaders. Origin Brew casts a spotlight on the interconnections of injustice. Also, we educate people on the complex journey of America. And today we have Dr. James Forbes, and uh, and again he deserves no formal introduction. Um, he is well known. Once was uh, referenced as America's preacher, and uh, led several movements. Have been connected to several uh, just legendary leaders in the civil rights movement, and active himself. Um, has pastored uh, just world-renowned historic churches. Has traveled the world. Um, and Dr. Forbes have, again, been instrumental to me personally. Um, and uh, he has uh, definitely been a guide for me um, in, during this recent season. And so on behalf of the Justice Love Foundation and the Origin Brew team, thank you for being here, Dr. Forbes. My pleasure to be with you. And we want to start this uh, episode today with just uh, giving the audience just sort of an overview or just maybe just a snapshot of what got what what transferred you into activism and movement work you know because I see a, a nice neat line between pastors who pastor their flock and then pastors who see the whole world as a flock and engage in hard discussions and social movement and you seem to be that type of pastor and so what what caused you to transfer over into um, activism and social justice the issue of activism is a part of ministry itself. Mm. My first sermon was entitled uh, Liberation. Wow. It came from John 10. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But also, wow. I have come that you might have life wow. and that you might have it more abundantly. Wow. So guess what? If your ministry starts out living the abundant life, wow. you do not separate pastoral duties from work to help the community be all that God wanted it to be. Wow. So let's just say ministry without activism is dead and unworthy of the title. Wow. So for me, that's the way it was. In wow. my very first pastoral duty in Wilmington, North Carolina, wow. it was the first time after getting out of seminary uh, in Wilmington, the sit-in movement came in. It's the wow. early 60s. So what am I going to do? Preach on Sunday <laughs> and not participate in the movement on Monday? Wow. So I did my first sit-in movement and uh, at Sappho's Restaurant in Wilmington, North Carolina. Wow. And that was... 
to be a symbol of the ministry for the rest of my years. And I'm that that was way back a long time ago, and I've been at it for over 60 years. Wow. And, and, and so I some some know that your brother is a minister, but do you come from a line of pastors and ministers, or is it just you and your brother? Well, my father was a minister. He was the bishop of my church, wow. of the United Holy Church of America. Wow. And before that, my grandfather was a minister. Wow. And my grandmother was a minister. <laughs> and I had uncles and wow. aunts who were ministers. Wow. So I guess ministry must be in my DNA. Wow. And, and, and what's fascinating um, about just this journey and this lineage that you're involved in is that th this line between activism and social justice and ministry is 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 so blurred. Like you said, it's the same. It, it that's that's the meat of the of the work, um, and you seem to do it without effort. Why is there a tension for some ministers to want to engage in that Monday work versus just the Sunday work? The issue of Monday and Sunday has to do with not remembering that the earth is the Lord's mm -hmm. and the fullness thereof. Mm -hmm. So if wow. Monday belongs to God, why shouldn't Sunday belong wow. to God? And wow. if you're doing the work of God, why do you assume that you get an off day? The only wow. off day you get is the Sabbath, and even that's off so that you can contemplate being in the presence of the Lord wow. and doing the Lord's work. Wow. And, and, and I, so I'm, I'm looking at holistic ministry wow. that has to do the whole week, the whole world, responding to the needs of the whole person. Wow. Wow. And, and, and I want to zoom in to, to you for a second. Um, what are you thinking right now in these days? You, you have uh, protests, you have people crying uh, in the streets and you have um, still right now, there are cities who are rioting and, and protesting and, and really fighting for justice and, and, um, and also moving into policy. You see where people are challenging policy. Um, what, what are you thinking right now? What's occupying your thoughts as it relates to this moment? Actually, today is the 13th of August. Mm. Actually, it was this time last year that I began constantly looking at the world through the lens of the quadricentennial of Africans' presence on this continent. Wow. And for the entire year, I have been looking to see what's going to happen during our quadricentennial. Wow. Now, when I say our quadricentennial, I contrast the 400 years of our sojourn in oppression in this country with the 400 years that the Israelites were captives wow. in Egypt. Wow. And after 400 years, the Lord told Abram, uh, after 400 years, I'm going to deliver them wow. from that bondage. I Last year, this time, I asked God, Lord, we are coming up the latter part of August as the beginning of our quadricentennial. Wow. And I actually boldly asked, Lord, do you love us like you loved 
the Israelites? Wow. And do you plan to do something dramatic during wow. our time wow. to show that deliverance is a part of your plan for us as well? Wow. And I had the most unusual response from God. God says, I love black people. I love wow. white people. I love all my people. Wow. And yes, I am going to do something dramatic wow. during this your quadricentennial year. Wow. Then God said to me, but remember, there were some plagues wow. that accompanied my deliverance out of Egypt. So you should be expecting wow. some plagues too. Wow. Since last year, I've had my eyes watching for the plagues, but also watching for the outstretched hand of God bringing signs of deliverance. Wow. And, and, and when you talk about these plagues, that, that it, it, it was um, painful to endure, um, and they came in different stages. Uh, I hear people compare organizers and activists now in their toughness, if you want to use that term, or resiliency, to organizers and activists during the civil rights era, era and, and then to earlier, your Harriet Tubman, et cetera. How, how, is it fair to make that level of comparison? And, and are we talking about something that's insignificant or is it significant? Listen, when you talk about the biblical plagues, you will remember that in those days when the plagues broke out, you had gnats everywhere, wow. flies everywhere. <laughs> Frogs hopping in the bathroom, water turning into blood, wow. and finally dying the firstborn wow. in every house in Egypt. Wow. Now, that's some tough stuff. The Lord says you're going to see some plagues. So I've already seen a plague. Wow. I consider that the governmental response in the last year, beginning with 45, the Congress, the attorney general, wow. the base, wow. it, the Supreme Court, wow. it's, you can call it what you want to, wow. it's been a plague. Wow. And after that, notice now, I've been watching for it, yeah. and here comes COVID-19. Wow. You tell me that's not a plague, wow. that's a plague. Wow. And then George Floyd's death and the marching around the world, and I said, gee, is this a third plague? Wow. And the Lord says, it's not a third plague. It's also the beginning of my hand at work to bring about deliverance in wow. these difficult days. Wow. So I've been looking for signs of God's action wow. while I'm also looking at these plagues. Now, one of the Lord told me, you can expect some plagues. The Lord knows we've had some wow. and we are in the middle of one and wow. I can't be sure whether we're going to have some more. Wow. Wow. It, it, okay, I'm sorry. That's but that's the way I'm looking at it. That's so you believe understand, I'm comparing our quadricentennial to the biblical wow. quadricentennial. Wow. And I'm looking for plagues, but also I'm looking for the outstretched hand of God to begin to bring the end to racial oppression wow. in the United States of America. Wow, that's powerful. And, and I, and I want to I wanna talk to you because during this 400 years, uh, 
you've seen people doubt God. You've seen people become discouraged. You've seen you've seen lives that thought that they would see the end of that sort of 400 years, not you know, die before seeing the Exodus. You know, um, so what inspires you during this time of injustice or this season of 400 years? Um, what inspires you to continue to fight for justice? What 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 wake what gets you up in the morning to continue to preach and continue to uh, as really mentor? I, I can name just several just giants that you've mentored that you've brought up. Um, what can what inspires you to continue to do that? What gets me up in the morning is what God has said to me through the night. Mm. See, 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 I get talked to in the middle of the night. <laughs> But also, the Lord says, you speak of my hand at work. Forbes, don't just look at the plague. Look at how in the world can you think that there is not a God when you look and see marchers around the world talking about Black Lives Matter? How can you think that there is not a God when you look at the number of Confederate statutes being pulled down? How can you think there's not a God when you see Mississippi, if you can't spell it M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, how can you not think that there's God doing something to cause Mississippi to decide to eliminate the Confederate design from their flag? I worked for five years at Riverside Church trying to promote Juneteenth as a national holiday. We had wonderful services in our last one we had at Carnegie Hall. Fill the house. Wow. But can you believe this year <laughs> you got Nike, <laughs> the NFL, not only talking about Black Lives Matter, but you have actually congresspersons yes. developing yeah. legislation yes. for Juneteenth yes. becoming an All-American Freedom Day. Wow. And, wow. and you ask me, what keeps me moving, what keeps me moving right now is we are almost at the end of August, the quadricentennial year. I'm waiting to see what God is getting ready to do before the end of August. Wow. Let me tell you. Wow. I'm expecting something dramatic. Wow. And I can't tell whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. Whether it's the plague or whether it's a sign of the deliverance. Wow. I'm expecting expecting something dramatic, at wow. least before the end of August, and if not before the end of August, before the end of this year. Yes. So that's what gets me up. Wow. Expectation wow. that there will be trouble, but wow. beyond the trouble, trouble will serve as the backdrop for divine deliverance that God has in mind. Wow. That gets me up in the morning. Wow. And, and, and I want to I sit on Juneteenth for just a quick second. So I was asked one time, why did the original designers of Juneteenth celebrate when their physical conditions did not improve? They were, they, they, some argue they had worse conditions than when they were captive. So, so why celebrate? What is it about the celebration? Oh, and, and, and they were saying it in the sense that they, it's something insensitive, but I thought it was something about just hoping for the future. But what is your, what's your output for the idea of celebrating even when your current circumstances 
is, is, is not something necessarily to celebrate. You will remember that Juneteenth came after the Emancipation Proclamation. So after the Emancipation Proclamation, 1863, the word did not get to Texas, largely because, as you know, the war broke out, so we have a civil war. And even when the messengers were bringing it, the landowners requested, we got to, we can't give up our slaves now. We got to have a few harvests. And if wow. we gave up the slaves, they wouldn't know what to do with the land, all sorts of things. But when the day finally came that the word was, you're free. You can't, listen, man, when you tell me their circumstances were bad, for them people, nothing could be worse than wow. being enslaved wow. and held as chattel property. Wow. To get your humanity wow. given back to you. Wow. you, you you're not going to celebrate that? So wow. they did celebrate it with music and dancing <laughs> and food. And I mean, and, and remember, it was not only black people celebrating, yes. there were abolitionists yes. who had helped to fight for that freedom. Yes. So that the day of freedom. When you've been bound, man, wow. and the day of freedom comes, don't wow. let anybody tell you, well, well, you're still poor. Wow. You, your kids still can't get decent education. You can't get healthcare. Wow. Listen, if I'm free, at wow. least I'm on the road to achieving those conditions that God intended for me. So wow. Juneteenth is the first day in American history when all Americans were free. Wow. And so if you're going to celebrate the 4th of July, you really need to celebrate <laughs> Juneteenth because wow. that's when all Americans, free not just from the crown, yes, yes. but free from the brutalization wow. of that strange institution called slavery. Wow. So I'm looking forward to Juneteenth wow. as a celebration. And I hope black folks and white folks will enjoy getting that good food associated with Juneteenth, <laughs> putting on your good clothes. I'm going to wear my red necktie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to celebrate, man, yeah. whether I'm in the North or the South. Wow. It's a day of jubilee. Wow. And I, and I want to I talk about uh, power um, in the sense that this celebration and this movement towards gaining power and if you look at the protests that, that, that in the unrest that's occurring, um, are we seeing an act of a shift in power or is that yet to be seen? Are, is power only reflected in an election change where somebody's oh, no. unelected? What, what are we seeing and, and is that a shift in power? What power are we seeing? Well, fun, non fundamentally, when you see written large, so large that it can be seen from space, black lives matter, wow. that's a moment of power. Wow. When you see people of color as well as white people and ethnicities from around the world declaring that our existence is essential to their well-being, wow. that's power. Wow. When you see President Vice President Biden select Pamela Harris <laughs> as his running mate. 
Wow. That's power. Wow. Wow. And of course, it's only when you see us get up and vote. Wow. I don't care who you are, what, yes. what, if you see us get up and vote, wow. that's power. Wow. And when you see us win, that's, that's power. Wow. And if we lose our determination to let that be a temporary setback wow. because we ain't stopping until we reach that promised land. Wow. Now that's power. Wow. And, and I, I, I love how you um, place power on the, on the different stages. Most people just want the end product. The end product means that we now have power, but the fact that you're seeing just an expression of you are valuable to me, you matter, that that is a sign of power as well. I wanna, I wanna uh, move just a little while, um, just for a few, we only have two questions left, and this one is uh, just to get your understanding um, around what's happening. What are people responding to in the streets? Do you sense that there is a deeper cry there? What, what is it and how should we process this moment? It's amazing how George Floyd's murder became something that fulfills a statement that my, my wife used to always say. Mm. She says, you can't see yourself until you see yourself. Mm. Many mm. people have been hearing about injustices to black people, but that ugly moment with a knee on his neck and some of the others sitting on his body. Yeah. It was like, and you'll get the relationship, it was like an elephant sitting on our people. Wow, wow, wow. When white people wow. all over this world heard this boy calling for his mama. Wow. And seeing the callous indifference of the policeman to his cry. Wow. That was so ugly. Wow. But then recognizing that that ugliness was related to police brutality, wow. which actually had become like partly the law of the land. Wow. That made many, many white people see how ugly whiteness could be be sometimes. Wow. And I think a lot of the people uh, marching have seen the ugliness of that humanity. Wow. And it has made them think that reveals our insanity wow. in this racism business. Wow. I think there are a lot of white people who are saying, that's not me. Wow. Th that, I know I may be a beneficiary yeah of slavery. Yeah. I know I may be benefiting from white supremacy ideology. Yeah. But that kind of ugliness wow. is not me. Wow. It makes me shame to be white wow. if that's what white means. Wow. I think there are lots and lots of people in this nation who are saying, uh-uh, uh, wow. if that's what whiteness means, I want to disavow that racist brutalization that we have been practicing through the years. Wow. I want to be delivered from that. 
Wow. I think that a lot of people want to be delivered. Now, when it comes to, are you ready to give up <laughs> the benefits of racist suppression? Yeah. I think yeah. some people are saying, well, I don't want to give up everything, <laughs> but I am willing to share more freely. So wow. you will be hearing talk about reparations. Wow. You will be hearing talk about how we repair wow. the damage we have done to people of color over wow. for 400 years. Wow. I think it's going to be serious conversation. Yes, there will be resistance. Wow. Wow. But there will be insistence that we wow. want to be human beings. And the wow. stuff we are seeing, human beings don't do that kind of thing. Wow. In, 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 um, in North Carolina, uh, where uh, me and you both reside, uh, they did a nation, uh, statewide fundraising telethon on WRAL. Uh, and it, the fund, they was raising money for an anti-racist fund. And uh, you're hearing that anti-racist term often in terms of how do we move forward. What advice do you have for, and, and we're primarily talking about the philanthropic space who is rooted in um, sort of systems of power. Uh, how, what advice do you have for groups, organizations, individuals who are trying to move towards anti-racism? First of all, I have been trying in North Carolina to get North Carolina to decide to go back to its Halifax uh, uh, resolves, to its Mecklenburg Declaration, wow. when we were before the 13 original colonies, before we were even talking about being free from the crown, North Carolina was first. Wow. Why not decide that before you get too busy, look at what is it about our racist past wow. that you wish to confess, that you wish to disavow, wow. that you wish to declare sinful, that you wish to declare something that makes it necessary to repent wow. and then to repair. Notice, if, if you don't really repent, you may be doing something like for convenience, like, yes. like boarding up your store yeah. and writing Black Lives Matter <laughs> on it. That could be very convenient. If you don't yes. repent, if, you, if yes. you're not ashamed of it, wow. if, you, if, you, if, if, you, if you don't decide before I die, I'm going to wow. do something about it, wow. you won't be serious. But after that, wow. begin with needs wow. where they are. Wow. Ask yourself, for all the evils that we have done, yes. What goods can we do to begin to reverse wow. that evil? Wow. That involves health care. Wow. Education. Wow. Even the criminal justice system. Yeah. I'm proposing that for criminal justice system, they ought to look forward to some days of clemency. Wow. All of the black people who by our criminal justice system wow. have been unjustly incarcerated, wow. arrested, wow. many of them killed. I would like wow. to see us begin to say, what can we do wow. to undo? Wow. So if they are black, if they are black people without places to stay, wow. let's get some place to stay. Wow. If healthcare is not available, 
Let's look at our legislature and change some of the patterns and policies in that regard. Wow. In regards to debtors, people that have been thrown into debt by wow. unjust patterns of faulty wages. Yes. Let's do something about getting wages. Wow. As, as Rev. Bishop Barber is talking about yep. for yep. people's campaign, yep. let's do something to make sure that there is going to be decency with employment, decency with wow. wages. Let's see that we can try to do something to undo some of the injustices that we have had in our criminal justice system. Wow. Let's put our money where our mouth is. Wow. Wow. And let's dare to use the power wow. that we gained unjustly. Use that same power wow. to bring about justice wherever wow. we can. Wow. And this last question is, is a fun question. And, and so we've asked every guest to give us a song that's feeding their soul right now. And we've made a list of all the songs that they have given to us, and we're going to have a playlist after this season. And so is there a song uh, that is currently feeding your soul that you can share with our audience today? Well, as you know, I, I sing a lot of songs that yes. other people write, but mostly during this time, I, I'd be writing stuff that <laughs> ought to be made into a song. Wow. So when I was at Carnegie Hall uh, talking with Robert Smith, I read him this poem, wow. and he says, that ought to be made into a song. Wow. And so he, he said, get my friend John Baptiste, wow. and maybe he's gonna, he can put some music to it. But so, so if you don't mind, I, I know you'd like me to yes. give you a song, but th ch check this out. This is in relationship to COVID-19, wow. and it's called The Vaccine of Love. Wow. Stop the virus of hate from its global spread. Bigotry is a deadly weapon, too many already dead. The isms of division and the seeds of fear create a toxic climate polluting the atmosphere. Democracies are screaming, we can't breathe. Wow. Love is the only vaccine with the power to relieve. Take the vaccine of love in a hurry. Let's spread it far and near. Teach it and preach it everywhere until our breathing is clear. Wow. You know, so so, so wow. somebody somebody's gonna wow. write this up now. now. I already got words copyrighted, so don't don't mess with that. But, but somebody's gonna give me give me the right right rhythm and the right melody wow. to tell us. Take the vaccine of love wow. in a hurry. Wow. Now, I appreciate it. It's always, always a blessing to hear your words, your poems, your songs. And again, thank you, Dr. Forbes, for being here on behalf of the Justice Love Foundation and the team that sits behind the mic, uh, Brandon Williams. Again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your kind words. And thank you for just your inspiration for people that need to hear the word of God at night and to look forward to that positive that's coming after the plagues. And so I, I appreciate you for feeding our souls today. Thank you, Dr. Forbes. My pleasure to be with you. Thank you.
Origin Brew was created and sponsored by the Justice Love Foundation. The Justice Love Foundation uses philanthropic activism to stretch traditional philanthropy to include the quality of life of the community organizer. The Justice Love Foundation is a foundation that convenes, support, and invests in the lives of the grassroots community leader on the front line of social injustice. In the next episode, we're going to continue to give you intimate access to dynamic community leaders who are leading during these difficult times. The Origin Brew Podcast gives you unprecedented perspectives into the struggles and victories of these leaders of social justice. The Origin Brew team also invites you to like and listen to our Spotify playlist, which is a collection of songs from our guests. Thank you for being a partner.